Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. Our music in the background is Mr. John McLaughlin, and his album is called Angst and Grace. Make sure you get a copy of that. And today's show is brought to you by our friends at West Rock Coffee. From crop to cup, West Rock works with farmers on a personal level to help them grow high-quality coffee. West Rock farmer Christine is a coffee farmer in Rwanda, and Christine's a single mom of nine kids and tends to 600 coffee trees. Coffee was Christine's opportunity to provide for her children. And working with West Rock, she receives a fair price for her coffee and is always paid on time. This consistent income allows Christine to send her children to school, put food on the table, and invest in their farm. This is just one of many stories highlighting Westrock's impact through coffee. And when you drink Westrock coffee, you're sharing a story of sustainability for farmers like Christine. You can find Westrock coffee at Kroger, Bed Bath & Beyond, or go to westrockcoffee.com to find out where to buy Westrock coffee near you. I'm really excited about today's guest. We had the best time recording, and I just cannot wait for you to hear this conversation with musician David Crowder. Probably for many of you, like for me, David Crowder has been a voice that I've been listening to for 20 years. I've heard interviews. I've read interviews. I've read his book. I listened to his music. I just think the world of him. But sitting down with him and getting to chat one-on-one was super, super special. And he... This guy is funny and smart and kind of a genius, and I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. His new album is called I Know a Ghost, and I am addicted to it. I think you're going to like it, too. So here's my conversation with Mr. David Crowder. The thing you need to know about my show is the only guests we have, friends or people I want to be friends with. Oh, my word. So congratulations, <laughs> or I'm sorry. It feels great. I don't know which one. It feels wonderful. Okay, great. I hope so. Um, that should be like how I introduce myself to everybody. Like, hi, I am either want to be your friend or uh, don't want to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll find out shortly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because it seems a- presumptuous to say it on the front end, like, I want to be yeah. your friend. It's like, I don't know. Let's right. find out. I can't be sure. It seems like a big commitment. Right. Right. So <laughs> I don't want to hold you to that is my point. Okay. So, so this is a trial run. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I already feel like comfortable at home. So I Excellent. feel wonderful. I would totally be your friend. Okay, done. That's it feels great. like a friend. Okay. Um, the first friend question we need to face is, do I call you David or Crowder? You know, um, it. I don't know. I don't, okay. Whatever feels nice to you. Okay. As long as it's not too derogatory, I'll probably answer. <laughs> so it's up to you. You oh, dictate that. Oh, you're so that. my kind of person. Um, tell me how this feels in your ears. And Are sometimes you Sometimes okay? I do. What, uh, is yeah. it loud or quieter? I don't know. It feels great. Okay, I think great. I'm going to leave it on. Okay. I feel it, I sound like so much more pro, like without yeah. him. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See now, it feels like, like this it feels weird. like you're making a show, and I'm just sort of over here. <laughs> this feels like this is this man. Is real. People need to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> now, what a voice for real. a podcast I have. You do. do I you, believe. Do you it. like hearing it back? Like, I do. You know, like uh, okay. See, because like if I hear like you know when you get a a voice like your voicemail and you listen to like your message and you're mm-hmm. like. Dang, I got to do that again. That doesn't sound, oh. I sound. That sounds weird. That doesn't sound like. Well, it's yes. same with like when you make the records. You got to hear yourself over and over. You're like, man, I don't, I don't like that. Whoever that is, <laughs> they need to try harder. <laughs> try harder. That guy needs to try harder. <laughs> yeah. Um. Why did I record my voicemail on my phone eight times to get it right? right. But I do my podcast once and it's done. Yeah, that's why, impressive. Why is that? You should do why my do voicemails then. You should yeah, do it. I, I, it's the strangest. I've never thought about that until you just brought it up. Hey, this is Annie. Thanks for calling Crowder or David, whatever. Right. You could say whatever there. And then uh, um, please leave a message. That would sound yeah. awesome. Yeah. That'd be amazing. You don't care whether people call you David or Crowder. No, I don't think I'm paying that much attention to it. Yeah. Because it's both you. Yeah. But. 
my uh, my wife Tony, who you just met, she whistles. She's like, and that means, uh, and I so I and you know I'm well trained. Yeah. How it's long like, y'all been married? Twenty two years. Twenty two years. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's like a long time. It's like yeah, that's a whole person with like an adult job. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That pr- <laughs> that marriage should be out on its own. It that be, marriage should be paying its it own. It should be yeah, productive. Not its own and health insurance, stuff. Yeah, but yeah, totally. it should be making something. Yeah. Um, so I'm not married. Okay. Would love to be. Yeah. What do I it's not know? Great. What am I not doing? What's what it's should I great. do? I don't what's know. See, tip? we started. See, I got it before she knew any better. That's uh, how I did it. Mm. It's it's because it, we were high school in high school when we started oh, dating. You fell yeah. in love in high school. Well, yeah, I took her to Brilliant. Valentine's banquet, and oh. and it was over. It was like man, and they had like steak that night, and I'm like man, she is hooked. Right yeah. Now. I got yeah. her. I slid one of those little hearts that was like I think it was a centerpiece. Uh huh. But I assumed they're fine to yeah. eat. <laughs> So I slid her over one of those like be mine things. Oh yeah, one of the little ones. It totally worked. Look, we're still. You said twenty two years later. Yeah. I mean it. And that we dated for six years before we okay. got married. Yeah. Wow. And so yeah, we've she's we've been around each other a long time. Okay. Yeah. So for our friends who've been married as long as you, twenty two yeah. years, what or the people who've been married less that want to be married? Oh, they know that it's long. super easy. So that's why it's you, just you should easy, totally. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you, need get, you should totally no problems. Get easy. Yeah. Absolutely. What you need to know is is uh where the pain is, not where the problem is. So when she says, why did you leave your toothbrush out again like you do all the time? She's not upset about the toothbrush. Yeah. That's what you need to know about marriage. It's not the problem. It's it's not necessarily the words that are, yeah, you need to, it's not really what they're saying. It's what they're saying, you know, and you have to be very clever in listening for that kind of thing. You feel like you've gotten better at that. Because you're like, "Uh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) it's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. Yeah. We learn as we go. Right. Our yeah. whole month of February was married couples. I saw that. It's and it, like, it yeah. was cool. Mm-hmm. It kept being true that everyone just was doing their thing. And like the healthiest people were doing their thing and intercepted with another person. Mm, that's cool. Right? But as the couples that have been together for longer, like mm-hmm. you guys, y'all are actually probably, you and Tony would be some of the longest we've talked to. They, we've got so much wisdom. That's what I'm Lots saying. That's it. Just yeah. piles of yeah. it. I believe it. Is that it is just like you just stay in it because you stay in it. That's totally it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, uh-uh. Because it's tough. I mean, you know, being around other people besides yourself, it's just hard. Yeah. You know, people are just tough. They're they're right. they're worse to be around than anybody. Yeah. You know what Listen, I'm saying? A church full of humans. Get it's me out just, of there. It's right? just the worst. If we could just get rid of them, it'd be amazing. Right. Exactly right. No, I think it's like the best, the, the thing I love most about it is it's like the best understanding of God is through her. Like, really? you know, because you don't understand forgiveness until you've done dumb stuff and you've got somebody that's like, I don't care. I love you. Mm-hmm. And we're being in it together to see what's on the other side of whatever this might be and uh that part is is uh, i I wouldn't understand grace or forgiveness or any of those big pretty words if not living next to it uh, on some pretty terrific occasions yeah yeah i believe it so i like that plus she's hilarious that's the part of it i've heard she's hilarious and super talented she's talent she's got the talent in the family i just said that out loud that is not a lie (laughs) i believe you yeah, she's got the stuff going on. I um, we share a really good mutual friend, Seth Philpot. 
Oh my word! Mm-hmm. That guy is a gem, right? Right. I mean, and he I speaks love so him. highly of you and Tony. So well, I knew. I mean, he's a bigger fan of her than me, but he puts up with my yeah, nonsense. Anyone? I love him. Yeah, he. Yeah, yep, he's a, he's amazing. He's dude. one of my favorites. Um, his voice. Oh my word! And then he just retires it. He's like, gets I'm not to gonna know. do this anymore. I know. You know, I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> don't rid the world for of me, that. For me, though. For me. <laughs> for me, won't you just do it for me? I don't care about the rest of those people. <laughs> But for me, you sing. Right. Dance. I know. Dance, monkey. Yeah. Phil Pot. He's awesome, man. Yeah. Yep. So tell me your transition from Texas to Atlanta. So I grew up in Atlanta. So I want to have a real Atlanta talk oh, with you. Because right. I have had a water bill there. So I can talk Atlanta with wow. you. Wow. All right. But tell me why y'all moved to Atlanta. Okay. Well, so first of all, we got uh, that Passion City Church thing yes. happening. So yeah. Louie and Shelly have both been super amazing friends of ours forever. Since yeah. I started doing the music thing, yeah. I met Louie about the time they left Waco, Texas. I went to school at Baylor. And so about the time I'm getting there, they're leaving. And so we ships passing in the night. But yeah. shortly thereafter, um, I, was a, I was a part of a church start. And uh, I guess it was 1998, I get a, a phone call from uh, Mr. Pastor Giglio now, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, "Hey man, I'm Lou Giglio," and I'm like, "Oh man, I know who you are. You're amazing." Yeah. And then I was in the church office when he called, and he's like, "We're doing a little gathering down in Austin, Texas, uh, called Passion Conference, and it's a bunch of college kids, and we're doing a live recording. We want to use one of your songs." I'm like, "Well, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, I would too. Why yeah. don't you do that? <laughs> It'd be good for you." And uh, good for you. <laughs> so we started our friendship there just because, you know, he had such a heart for college kids. And that's what I was doing. That's how I got yeah. into this deal. It was a bunch of college kids at our church. And, and uh, man, we've been friends ever since then. Yeah. And, and um, so when he started that church, I was like, man, I want to be around that. You know, mm-hmm. I've been on staff at the church in Waco that we started for 16 years. I was on staff there. And um, Waco wasn't the metropolitan uh, city that it is now after Chip and Joe. silo centered as yeah. it is now, huh? <laughs> now it's a tourist, it's a destination. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Someone on Instagram wanted me to ask you if you were friends with Chip and Joe. Yes. Yes. Chip cool. would mow, we can't say mow. Chip was really good buddies, he was fraternity buddies with our pastor, and and so he would, Chip would weed eat our parking lot, because oh we didn't gosh. have a line for him to mow, but he would just weed eat the parking lot and spray whatever kills weeds oh in the gosh. parking lot yeah. to keep us all in the you know, tucked in and yeah. nice, nice and neat. For the kids on Sunday morning. And, you know, we would pay him probably all, all the $20 or something. And, yeah. of course, he'd just, like, refuse and probably yeah. put more back in the offering. But yeah. it, it, they're they're the best, man. Yeah. And that dude is funny. Oh, he seems so funny. Yeah. He is hysterical. Yeah. So, that, so Waco wasn't the metropolitan that it is now. No. So, uh, um, we you know, 16 years was a long time. Yeah. Uh, we loved it. Yeah. And so Common grounds, by the way. That place is unique. Come I love that place, that man. Come with that coffee shop. I love it. Jill Mashburn, she was a part of that church deal, yeah. too, we had going on, and that place is awesome. With as much, I'm not on the road as much as you are. I do about two weekends a month. But if I can find a local coffee shop, that's your place that's there. That's my spot. Yeah. Because the then you're like, this may not be mine, but it feels right. Yep. And and Common Grounds is my Waco stop. Homie. Yeah. It's just homie. Yeah. Yep. Homie. And so, anyway, then, but Tony went back to school. So she she was at, in, in Franklin. Uh, this is this is, I'm talking about the Atlanta move, like yeah, how yeah, we yeah. wind up in Atlanta. So yeah, yeah. she went to school at Omore. It's a design yeah. school down in Franklin. It looked like na- it could have been here uh-huh. or it could have been Atlanta. Both were in the running. And uh, it turned out she got some work stuff in Atlanta that okay. popped out of nowhere. And there it was. Yeah. And so, yeah, it turned into into home really quick. Like so. Yeah. And when I read, I was reading what you'd written about Atlanta on your bio, on your website. Right. What's and the it, traffic. 
It's yeah. What listen, is that? I, I sold my car like a year in. I was like, uh-uh. did you? What do you do? Yeah. Uber? Oh yeah, Uber everywhere. And bikes. You know, for like four bu- bucks, you can have like one of the best conversations ever. And you know, because you do yes. the Uber X, and then it's like, man, you know, you got a whole bag of Cheetos out of the, <laughs> out, they're out of the bag on the floor back here, bro. Like, what, right. what, what should I do with them? Should I just? Is it cool if I step on them this whole time, or would you like for me to not put my feet on the floor? What should I? How, should, how do you want me back so here? You what just do you don't have a car? No, man, I have a car that's not like road ready it's like okay it doesn't have it's a 64 uh, international harvester scout and it doesn't have like seat belts wow, and yeah. mirrors and right. stuff that keeps other people safe yeah that's right stuff that can seems for sure like, get you pulled over for <laughs> yeah it seems like the government wants to make sure everybody's okay out there right, and right. so it's not necessarily for the road Tony won't ride in it because it's too high to get up into, uh-huh. and you smell like outdoors and gasoline. Yes, gasoline. I can, I can you know where the whole we're thing at? in my head, yeah. Okay, so we can't really call that transportation. And, yeah. uh, but I do have it. My form of transportation is no longer yeah. in my possession, and, and it's because, you know, you know that Chris Tomlin dude? Uh-huh. So when I'm moving, I love when, we're, when we're coming to Atlanta, yeah. I'm like, bro, we can hang out. We can, yeah. like, we can do stuff, like go to lunch and crap. And yeah. he's like... This is going to be so much fun. And so I'm there for a very short time, and he's like, let's go to lunch. I'm like, all right, send me the pen. You know, yeah. I, I head that way. Well, he lived up in Johns Creek, and now yes. you know where that is. That's no joke. That's not even close. I mean, I'm like two hours into the drive. I've already pulled over like four or five times just to walk around, like just to like just stretch, stretch my legs. Yeah. And I finally called him. I'm like, bro, you don't live in Atlanta. This no. is like Tennessee. Like, where are where that's am I going? That's what people do wrong in Atlanta is they say, yeah, I live in Atlanta, but they live in Johns Creek. Yeah, that's you not, live in Atlanta. That's the truth. Yes. And and I, and I didn't understand that. And also because it was, it turns out there's they don't have like. What like roads? Like they got seventy five <laughs> and eighty five. That's not; mm-hmm. those are not interstate highways. Those are parking lots that are in yes, straight lines. It's just yes. a parking lot in a straight line. And I'm like, this is this is no good. So then yeah. you get that Uber X, and you know you can either have the conversation about the Cheetos or the blueberry muffin. Uh-huh. It looks like it's been in the seat for a little bit, and or or you can get work done. You can yes. be on your phone. Do all your email because it's yeah. going to take four or five hours. Right, right. Because you got to some get to time. lunch. That's right. Yeah. And you're then blessing you're done. the driver because you're getting them a little bit of money taking Absolutely. up Absolutely. four bucks, you know, okay. for five hours. I read that the, Lyft, the founder of Lyft recently said his goal is that no one will have their own cars. Man. Like that is the goal of Lyft. And you know, sell their car. And you're that's, I feel it. selfless. In yeah. That. Yeah. I want, I, want, I want to get there. I want to get <laughs> right. there with him. Yeah. Yes. So you live in Cabbage Town, is what I read. Well, I've, we now, we've now moved. Oh. Yes. We have it. We own property now and it's just south of chastain park okay and oh, that's beautiful oh isn't it what so a great much? part of the world <laughs> it is absolutely gorgeous yeah um, so it's a na- it's like a proper neighborhood yeah and and the trees are gorgeous and the lawns are yep. gorgeous and it's just you know you can hear the laughter of children outdoors oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> got, you're really painting that some... part of town real different <laughs> So in Waco, you need to. There's a little bit of context. In Waco, we bought this old house, and it was like 100 years. 1886 is when it was built, and it was oh it gosh. was built by the dude Wade Morrison, who invented it. Came up with the beverage Dr Pepper. Oh, you right? bought the Dr Pepper we house. We bought the Dr Pepper house, and it was it was like it. oh, it was so run down. It was like it was a mess of a thing. But right. We, so we spent about seven years remodeling it. When we get to Atlanta, I'm like, listen, okay. Let's make lists of what we what our needs are in, uh-huh. in the new home that we're going by, yes. and we're gonna look all time till we find all, all this stuff on the list, right? Yeah. We'll do that because there's a lot of homes in Atlanta we could probably yes. 
fine. Um, my list was just like one. I just had one thing. It was like move in ready. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. Was, it didn't take me <laughs> long. Right. It didn't take me long to come You're up like, my I list. I don't care how many beds, bathrooms, nothing. Just ready. Uh-uh. Well, I really do. I knew this. I should have known this is trouble. I really was like, hey, got this house I want to show you. Now, do not fire me because it's listed as like one of the ugliest houses in Atlanta. Curb, magaz- Curb Magazine, which is like a real estate magazine. Yeah. It's like Curb listed as one of the ugliest houses. And all our realtor friends, they're like, I just got to see inside it. It was built by the, uh, the leading rush of the Atlanta Falcons in 1989. His name was Gerald Riggs. Yes, and, come and, on. Hey, height of football money yes. in the late 80s. And so we pull up this place. It looks like Scarface and Miami Vice had a house <laughs> For baby. Sure, it did. I mean, I'm like this. Actually, I'm now I'm excited. I'm like, this is pretty. This is gonna be great. Uh-uh. This is gonna be a great time. The the front door, it looked like this. It like had a carving in it. It's made of wood. It looked like a bat face, mm-hmm. like a bat face, mm-hmm. like menacing bat face. Yep. And then you open the door, and then on the floor in marble and black marble is that bat face again. <laughs> I think it's maybe his logo. Is it him? Maybe yeah. Joe was like, this is my deal. I yeah, have, I have bat face. I put bat face everywhere. Yes, and then. 89 Falcons, you could do that. Falcons you could do that face. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then the then the, like the powder room, I guess you'd call that was the bathroom would be off the kitchen. Like, hey, if you come over, I'm like, hey, Annie, yeah, welcome to these restrooms right there off the uh-huh. kitchen. Well, you're going in, and it's very bizarre angles. It's a small room, but it's like bizarre angles and it's all mirrored. It's like mirrors, oh. top floor to ceiling, floor, the ceiling's mirrored, the door's mirrored, you close it, and then the you back s- of the door's mirror when you close it. I've never seen a thing like that. It's just you're looking at you for like Eternity. Every, yeah. <laughs> and then you're While trying you're to While you're going use, to the bathroom. Right? Right? And I'm like, oh my God, this is yeah. like so awkward. Like you get, you're like, this is what I've been doing all my life. Yes. I had no idea. This yeah, is what I didn't I'm know doing. this is what it looks like I'm from all these the angles. World. Yeah. So long story so you bought it. short, we bought it. Of course it. you did. Of course <laughs> and, you did. And, and so I got, the only part of my list I got was move in. Yeah. And the rest of it we let go of. Dreams we have them, and we just had to go, move on. I mean, on. you owned a Falcon's house and the Dr. Pepper house. It's pretty majestic. That's a pretty nice, pretty majestic resume of home yeah. ownership. We uh, so my deal was because I, I could see my wife as we're looking around the house. I'm like, because she I just I don't know she's like the puppy. It's yes. like, hey, she wants to fix. She wants to make it nice. You yeah. know, it's a Dr. Pepper house. Well, we got to fix it up. It right. needs to be nice right. to the world. It needs to see a nice house and they drive by. This is Dr. Pe- oh, it's nice. Curb Magazine says it's like yeah. the ugliest. Oh, yeah. she's gonna she's gonna want to fix it yeah. up. <laughs> That's why she's still married to me. She's still trying to fix it up. That's right. She has some short-term investments and some long-term investments. So. Yes. I would call seven years in a house. And right. That's a long-term investment for me. So anyway, we did. And and the deal I made with her, I was like, all right, listen, I'll let you put in an offer, but you have to you have to shake on this. Like, we keep the mirrored bathroom. Yeah, thank you. And uh, she has this look, and she's like, okay. And I'm uh-huh. like, wait, no, what's the deal? And she goes, no, we'll keep it. I'm like, okay. So I was like already telling my friends, I'm like, dude, you've got to see this bathroom. Like, yeah. Come over, look at this bathroom. It's, we call it the room of truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming now. So, I mean to. Well, here's what happened. what you do. She's so smart. It's still, yes. Now it's like, of course, with the remodel, they they uh-huh. busted some of the mirrors, which she knew was going to happen. I don't know if she knew it. Oh. So they replaced it with this beautiful, like smoked blackish class. So it oh, is yeah, technically like still mirrored. Yeah. And she lived up to her part, but it looks like it's still there. It's just not as vivid. It's it just probably the for the best. It, it wasn't the way it was. We were born to be. No, but the, it's the close. Pink, the pink marble is gone. Yeah. But I said nothing of the pink marble. Pink marble. Right. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you got rid of all that. That was, seems. There was a lot of glass. Like a dream. Yeah, a lot of glass block and a lot of pink marble (laughs) all throughout the space. Does it make you want to pick up the phone and call Riggs and be like, dude. Bro. 
Well, what was here, that? Uh, now here's the thing. He might have been distracted. It's, it's 89, and sure. so that was his last year at the Falcons. Actually, he got traded to the Redskins in 1990, okay. which he went to the Super Bowl. Yes, and they won. Okay, if memory serves, that might, be, that might be completely wrong. Let's go with it. <laughs> I'm doing that. Do you know Dave Barnes? He always says, "You don't have to be right. Just be sure." Oh, Just be sure. Well, then I didn't do that right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I totally like backed that up. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Barnes. I'll do better in the future. But yeah. So anyway, room of truth is it. Check this out. This is brilliant. Uh, so to make up for this, maybe on the light switch in there, uh -huh. if you hit the button, the first thing that happens is the lights come on. That's good. Yeah. And then also there's a constant running. There's two options. There's a constant running Michael Jackson, man in the mirror. Oh. <laughs> How did you do that? It's just, it's well, just why there. Wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And then also, there's other, there's another button. You could hit that one instead, and it's, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? An actor that's like, uh, he does this reading of um, where the wild things are. Uh -huh. He's uh, has like the best, just the best voice ever. Um, you know who if I'm you're doing talking that, about? Yes. Um, Man, that's disappointing. Christopher Walken. Yes. Yes. Is we could play any kind of game. And I we love would win it. it. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon, have us. We're coming. We'll win. Nailed it. Yes. You nailed it. That's incredible. Uh, so anyway, you could you could listen to Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror, or you could listen to Christopher Walken read uh, Where the Wild Things Are, which is... <laughs> oh, it is actually him reading Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah. That so wasn't you're... just an example. No, that's for that's real. That's what you have him reading. It's for real. And it's super creepy. <laughs> so you just push the button and yeah. it starts going. Yeah. And so if you're going to be there a while in the room of truth, you can Welcome listen to the whole Welcome to being an adult story. where we get to do whatever we want to the houses we live in. <laughs> totally. Like... I can figure out how to make my bathroom sing Man in the Mirror the entire time someone's in there. Let's do it. Right, yeah. What a great use of that house. It feels great. It feels yeah. like we're doing good things. Yeah. I think Curb needs to come back and check it out again. Yeah. Maybe they might have jumped, jumped a little too soon on that one. <laughs> yeah, do I a little re a refresh of it and yeah. see what they really say. Um, uh -huh. I loved what you wrote about it. For start, well, let me say two things. One, I loved right. what you wrote about Atlanta on that website. But also, your book, Praise Habit. Oh, yeah. 20 years ago? It's been a while. Goodness. Was absolutely one of my favorite books of my life. Oh, my word. That really? makes me feel so wonderful. Your writing is so... Uh -huh. Even your bio on your website, I'm like, why is this dude not writing books? Why are you not writing books? Because <laughs> it takes... Or poetry. A lot of time. I, I mean, I what? know you do songs, I was about but to say, I, I kind of do that, you know, but like it's to music. Uh, yeah, I'm just taking it next level. <laughs> um, but man, your prose writing is so freaking good. I do love it. Uh, but it is a lot of work. And, and um, yeah, it's just a lot of work, I think. The way you wrote about and Atlanta. And I kind of got a whole like, thing going. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's one that's I'm not like, a good multitasker. Can I put 10,000 hours into this? Yeah. No. I'll just write sometimes. Yes. I know. Nah, it's tough. I know. I feel that way about my gymnastics career. Um, <laughs> hey, just interrupting this conversation with Crowder to tell you about our friends over at Lipscomb University. At Lipscomb University, their online programs are shaped by a commitment to creating a better future. And with multiple undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs to choose from, you can define what that future looks like and earn the same academically rigorous degree you'd get on their campus, all with the flexibility to fit your life. We know you're ready to lead, so pursue your goals and a better world at Lipscomb Online. Visit lipscomb.edu backslash online to learn more. That's L-I-P-S-C-O-M-B dot E-D-U slash online. And now back to the show. When you're writing about Atlanta <laughs> and writing about the Appalachian people coming down yeah, and creating crazy. bluegrass and y'all moving into that area. That blew our minds. Yeah. So what is it? Is everybody in the city they're supposed to be in? Oh, that's a good question, right? Thank you. 
Man, well, I just know I can point to that and go, whoa, that is spooky cool. Yeah. How, um, when you can look backwards and see, mm-hmm. that was intentional. What just happened there, that is not coincidental. That was like, that was intentional. Because uh, for context, like, yeah, we're I'm trying to figure out where my roots of music go and what I'm into. I'm like, I'm super into this Appalachian banjo, yeah. bluegrass fiddle type thing. But I also, at the same moment, I'm into the EDM thing. And I'm like, can I squish my favorite things in the same mm-hmm. place at the same time? And it started though with the, with the stringed instrument deal. Cause coming from where we were coming from, making music at the church in Waco, it was very electronic driven. So we were nerding out on computers and making yeah. a lot of computer music with some electric guitars on top. It's pretty much, if you were yeah. summing up what the, David Crowder band was that was pretty much what it was and I wanted to put the computer away for a while and just pull out the instruments you could sit on a porch with and not have to plug anything in and see if you could create that same kind of group dynamic that has a lot of energy to it and sure yeah. enough we I, so I was figuring out well where's this where's this music come from how do we mm-hmm. how do we get this into the American consciousness to begin with and yeah. then I find out that it started on that street that I accidentally landed on because <laughs> Tony did a Google search it was like Atlanta Loft Apartments where did right. you go and we're like oh man this looks amazing the stacks when us Fulton bagging cotton meal and right. so we wound up living in this cotton meal loft and it's on Carroll Street which that's exactly like uh, the first country and western commercial music that was sold was this dude this guy uh comes down from new york city ralph pierre comes down from new york city and records this dude uh fiddling john carson yeah and he was uh he worked at the mill town that i mean and and at the mill mill. that we're living in that he and his kids worked there and they went on this worker strike and so he started playing the fiddle uh to make some ends meet and started doing these fiddle tunes and then Suddenly, you've got country music off and running. Hillbilly music is what they called the genre yeah. the, at the time. This is 1923 when yeah. that went down. And turns out I'm sitting right on top of where it all came from. And I I mean, that'll freak you out. And right. then and then I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and right across the railroad tracks, there's the old Fourth Ward mm-hmm. where I'm trying to figure out where music's going. I'm into the hip-hop thing now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, well, here's where all the roots of both of these things. And the, the I guess the our, we're just closer each other than we think we are that's and right. and you, know, you see the train tracks and you're like man that's a divide that's like here's this group of you know scotch irish on this side of the tracks and there's where the civil rights movement was born right over on the other side of the tracks yeah. and and you, you can see it as as something that divides or or you could look and turn your head just 90 degrees and you see something that connected sea to shine, shine and sea right. like you can see it as something that is actually uniting that yeah. i mean there's a stake the golden stake that was in promontory utah that joined you know Please one sea to the other hell on wheels have you watched hell on wheels no it's i mean i've five seen like seasons that ends up at the golden spike for real it's so good <laughs> isn't that great though that there's this thing that they hammer into the ground yes and there's a prayer on it yeah that you know god continue the unity that you have begun among us and that yeah. and, that you've joined join us like you've joined one seed to another yeah. and if that divide can be spanned surely surely the the span that we perceive to be just across the tracks over there because i from, lived 27 years in atlanta and yeah. not one time did anyone ever talk to me about bluegrass starting down there that's crazy, I mean, of course, right? Not, maybe the Southern music and blah, 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 all that hey. stuff, but no one's going like, so I wonder if the reason that it hasn't come together yet uh-huh. is because you're the first person who realizes they are neighbors. <laughs> no one else is saying it. I, well, I don't know. I didn't heard it. I hadn't heard it either. Yeah. I didn't know that, that Atlanta could have been Nashville. Yes, I know. Isn't that nuts? They were starting the barn dance 
shows on. Uh, it was you know you got the the WSM here, mm-hmm. and, which is legendary. Grand Ole Opry yeah. starting in about I guess twenty seven, and yeah. then but they're doing the bar dance thing down the street in Atlanta because that's where things are getting to cook. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they had it going on at uh, it was absolutely it was uh, Phil and John was on. WSB. Oh come on! Down in Atlanta I in in 1922. Yeah, there's old Phil and John on the radio getting things kicked off, and it in Atlanta could have been Nashville. And hey, check this out. This is so we, this is important. I love we this need to so get, much. By the way, so we need to get on. word. Okay, to Jimmy Buffett. Okay. You didn't see it coming here, did you? <laughs> I we didn't. Need, I didn't know we tied together. Get word to Jimmy Buffett and important. That's that hadn't is, happened yet on the show. Here is why. Um, at 152 Nassau Street Northwest in mm-hmm. Atlanta, Georgia, right down between Olympic Park and uh, it's right down there, right downtown. That's where the first country music, this recording I'm talking about, yeah. that's, where, that's where Phil and John Carson, uh, Ralph Peer recorded Phil and John Carson, and then that's where things kicked off. That's when okay. they saw that there was a commercial potential. They're, Jimmy's trying to put a margarita bill in there. You are lying to me. Just knock it over. Yeah, we're gonna stop that. We gotta, we gotta get because Jimmy. You've he, come to he, the right. You've come to the right place. Listen, he okay. He and Jerry Jeff Walker were like best buds, and Jimmy wanted to, he wanted to be Nashville country music star, mm-hmm. and Jerry's like, man, I think you've got a lane over there. Yeah, just keep taking us to the ocean. Yeah, and we're going. You're going to see That's good right. things happen, That's and right. so you know, I I love me a margarita bill. It's a wonderful place. They've got wonderful things to partake of now. They just want to put right, there. right no just we just just move it a little bit. To let's the, just take it right or the left. Yeah, or four like, doors down, or like preserve. Let's get with the historical preservation society and this. Let's, let's like because he would love it. He could he could maybe you know make that a functional place to visit as a tourist and turn it into the Sun Records kind of deal. Hey, yeah. here's where the roots yeah. are. And Jimmy, being a lover of that yes. kind of thing, he could be the one we... that it's in the hotel because mm-hmm. I want to put a hotel, a Margaritaville hotel, because <laughs> Atlanta needs that. <laughs> right. I'm like, bro, the you're last thing block the views of the the, the Ferris wheel, man. We can't see around that Margaritaville. A Margaritaville hotel. hotel? Yeah, they have those. that. Already feels sticky to me. I have I haven't even, it's not even built man, yet. It feels sticky. I don't want to come across judgmental, but. I think I'm not interested. I, I think we need 152 Nassau yeah. Street Northwest to kind of stay where it is because okay. it would make me sad. Inside. Yes, I think a lot okay. of people would be disappointed, and and nobody knows. So maybe Jimmy's maybe Jimmy's the megaphone. And it I, sounds I like used, David Crowder's the megaphone that we're going to well, point at Jimmy. <laughs> That's the plan. Now I'll tell you this: I relate to Jimmy a lot because uh, I think it's like writing liturgical music, which is what I do. I, write, yeah. I do church music. Yeah. It's it's like Jimmy Buffett. You, He's, he got to take it to the ocean every time, so that means his lexicon is very limited. He doesn't have a lot of work. He got to say ocean. He yeah. got to say flip flop. He got to say sand, sand. <laughs> beach, sunshine. You got to. That's right. Okay, that's something's what, in his hand all the time. You always got to have something in your hand. Totally. If you're thinking about yeah, I got you. So uh, yeah, it's the same thing as and you have the same quote, quote you, problem. You have You've always got a limited lexicon. <laughs> yeah. You got to say awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you got to say gates. <laughs> Floodgates. Full <laughs> of. Full of something. Totally. We're all full of. Yeah, we got to say that. Overflowing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, something. Okay, but here's so, what's true about you is you are actually not held by that lexicon. Well, I, there is. that's what I love about exploring the roots of things is because there's a vocabulary set that uh, transcends the cloistered walls of the church. Like, yeah. you can say Holy Spirit and you limit a conversation on a plane flight with a stranger uh-huh. because they're like, okay. You're right, 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 right. But they can be like, hey, what do you do? And I'm like, I make church music, you know, like foot stomping, hand clapping, Holy Ghost music. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're not threatened at all. Yeah. It's the same thing, but you just gave something that feels a little 
transcends the cloistered walls of the church. It's like an Americana experience. That's yeah. where gospel, rock and roll, jazz, bluegrass, all the roots run right back into into the faith scene. And yeah. and speaking of like being super connected, as you probably saw on that was like it's crazy that you know there's a, a banjo and a fiddle uh, uh, that's been appropriated. Yeah, uh, those are African instruments, and mm-hmm. and to see that that's a, there's a divide there now. It's like that's a beautiful thing to try to redeem, and yeah. um, so that's there's intentionality to, to, to on my part to try to redeem language, to um, make it not limiting, because mm-hmm. uh, even our metaphors are kind of strange. I was talking about this to somebody yesterday that that it's weird to sing about. Uh, kingdom, or like, worthy is the lamb that was slain, and and like somebody that's not like all up into that, you know, uh, Christianese. Yeah, yeah. Those those are trigger words for us. That yeah. means oh, that means our hands are up, yeah. and we got <laughs> Did tears you say in our slain? eyes. I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely, blood is flowing, <laughs> and that's like like for somebody's like, wait, what? Who? Wait, so, wait. Yeah. Somebody killed a little lamb. Like, yeah. Mary, Mary, who killed the lamb? Like that's yep. that's violent imagery. And it's confusing because we haven't been, no one of us has been near blood sacrifice, hopefully. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I don't know where you grew up, but yeah. we and then don't like, do that. And yeah. like kingdom, like, you know, no kingdom, Lord, all that stuff. As close yeah. as we got to understanding that kind of thing would be like Disney movies. Yeah, you know, that's like, right. And that's, I don't think what was, the metaphor was not being used. Oh in man, that way. I have a Filipino friend and, was, and I was hearing the story and he was like, well, he's the king of kings. I was like, are you allowed to say that? He's <sighs> like, literally, there's a lot of kingdoms here. And that one is actually currently the king of kings. I was like, I think you're doing this wrong. God said, you know, because that's only ever been used for me in church. That's wild, right? Isn't that funny? That is. It's great. That's great. So I feel like that's part of my job. Mm -hmm. I I think I don't think of myself necessarily as an artist. I think of myself in a utilitarian way. Like, what can I, how can I serve the church? Yeah. And I think I can serve the church by helping expand the language because the point is to to widen the story of God so that it's compelling for people who do not know the rescue yeah. and redemption of uh, what what that sacrifice is, what mm-hmm. what that is, what was given on our behalf. And they understand very readily, man, all have fallen yeah. short. That's a universal uh, felt thing. Yeah. And uh, to help marry it to some words that get to the emotional spots in us, you have to find some common language, some yeah. touch points yeah. like ocean and yes. beach and yes. Yes. sunshine. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I was all the listening time. to the new album, I Know a Ghost. Is that the name of the album? It is totally yes. it. Yes. Yes. And I was really surprised in the middle of the song. And I want you to tell me about this line. Because okay. it, it made me want I, I was really surprised because you said, get ready, get ready. Everything, all the stories are real. Oh, all the stories are true. All the stories are true. Sorry, all the stories. I, yeah. I really didn't write it down because I wasn't doing research. Totally. I was seriously. I went. That is so freaking brilliant. Like, but it's super. S- no one's simple, saying right? that, David. No one is saying to people like, "Get ready," because everything you're about to read is true. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. I gave me chills. I, that's what I love about um, you know being a part of a church, being a part of this whole journey. Yeah. Uh, with people that you've known for a long time, like people that have been in your life, like the Gigglios, being in my life. They've seen ups and downs, and they've yeah. seen they've seen all of it. And to be able to have experiential truth to go, this is true. Like yeah. this is true. You've been we've been through enough together that you see when there's been beautiful moments. You've yeah. seen when there's been difficult moments, yeah. and we've been for one another the the very uh, monument to God's yep. faithfulness. And that part of what I get to do is just gorgeous. Yeah. And so. It's not just revelatory or, or propositional truth, you know, that you read like 
oh, this is God's word, so I guess we should take it as God's word. It's like, no, I've, we've got experiential truth that says this is true. Right. So even the craziest parts of this story are true. Yeah. And, and um, that's a fun thing to remind ourselves of. It's yeah. good for me to remember. I just loved it. I'm a, I'm a big lyrics person. Obviously, I write books for my job, so I'm a big lyrics person. <laughs> but um, I'm like, give me that poetry without I the like music. Yeah, give me them words. Um, but I just, I find over <laughs> and over as I read your lyrics, Red Letter, I mean, some of, so many of these songs, I just go like, the writer in you that expands language for us is a gift to the church. Oh, I know see, you know that, but I mean, we're friends now, and I feel like I can tell you now instead of saying it behind your back like I usually do. I usually say it behind your back, I think David Crowder is probably a genius. Yes. But now I can say it to your face. I think you, I mean, probably. No, see, once we get to be friends, you're like, I don't, it becomes even more dropping, mysterious. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know. That ain't him. He ain't you guys, that. I can't be sure. I don't know where he's ripping this stuff off. He's like, somebody's got something uh, on him. Plagiarism somewhere. No, I love it. Um, something we talk about a lot on here, I, a lot of our friends who are listening, there are a lot of Christians, but there are people who aren't too that are just kind of figuring stuff out. And I love it. I think it's, it's so fun. Yes. That's who we're friends with too, right? Like, duh, you're, that's who our friends are is believing all sorts of different things. But everybody wants to hear God. What does it look like for you to hear God? Well, a lot of times it's very simple, as I said earlier, with being in merit. Like, yeah. you know, you hear stuff that is beneath the surface of things, you know, mm. through through your interactions with people. You know, the cliched version would be, you know, there's so many times when Jesus has skin and it's my, you know, <laughs> right. my neighbor. Right. <laughs> my it was lawn, the old lady in the grocery store <laughs> totally. when she bought my drink for me. She, I knew that that was Jesus. <laughs> but you have to be, I think for that to uh, not be just cliche, it's really super hard to do that because you have to, there's a, uh, an intentionality of awareness. You have to be paying attention to see those moments of light that are universal. And that's what yeah. I think when you're talking about everybody wants to know and hear because there's a an understanding that even the most cynical, you're like, if you get in a really good conversation in yeah. the right moment, it's like, yeah, I know, something's afoot. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's kind of what led me to the, the, the title and to explore part of it. I knew the third record is like, it's like a trilogy kind of thing. Uh-huh. I have to think in big, big uh, outline forms or I get a little distracted but go ahead so it's like father son holy ghost so the first one's like a big meta thing oh my gosh you're right neon steeple oh gosh and then uh, the second one's like son so it's like prodigal I'm exploring the prodigal thing so the third one has to be like spirit stuff and so I knew I'm holy ghost in it you're that smart I'm so mad (laughs) oh please whatever and so it just helps me or else it'd be super impossible to understand uh, or for me to get things out I just need I need to have some lines strong whereas it gets messy so So uh, I need some uh, parameters to think inside of. And so I knew it was going to be a Holy Ghost in it. Yeah. And then it dawns on me, because, again, universal feelings about stuff and, and universal knowing or that we know there's truth, because if we there is truth. So why are there ghost stories? Why do we tell each other stuff that's, like, super scary and, like, that there's something going on that, like, blah, blah. How many Conjuring movies can there be? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. why do we do this again? Right, like, right. haven't we done this? You know, it's like, but, like, the first ghost story I heard was in, in Sunday school. Miss Pinnell told us the story of the golden arm. Like, who's got my golden arm? <laughs> like, what? Why would you do that? Why? She was like 103 old lady telling us ghost stories about, you know, and I'm like, because we're scratching at something as humans, we're scratching at something that we know is to be true. So even the most cynical among us in the right moment with with the right conversation is like, yeah, something's up because like this is too 
wild, huh? Yeah. You know, stuff like the Carol Street, landing in Carol Street. Like right. there's, that stuff happens all the time for yeah. people, and we write it off to lots of different things. But there's the activity of God all through history that you can see crazy stuff orchestrating. The yeah. Roman Empire happens because he got to have something to get his son up on the cross. Yeah. And that's crazy. That's, to think about all that stuff is just super colloquial because mm-hmm. we've got language that you can point to and go, hey, so anyway, Jesus is sitting with his buds, and he's like, it's the last time together, and they're all going to sit down for this little supper thing. And so he's like, bro, I'm serious. I've been telling you this. I'm about to go. All right. And and for real, I'm about to go. All right. And so, but don't panic. <laughs> when I'm gone, I'm gonna leave you something. Mm-hmm. My ghost. Right. <laughs> like, right. A ghost. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I'm gonna haunt you forever. <laughs> that's right. That's a scary story. You yeah. know, like man, I didn't know. We're in the like we're in a ghost story. Yeah. And it's absolutely true. And uh, so anyway, I, there's truth out there, and you have to pay attention to see what it is that might be happening yeah. and what might be afoot in, in any given moment. And and when you start paying attention, man, he's talking all the time. He's saying all awesome. manner of things, but it takes a lot of work to to maintain that awareness because everything else that you're interacting with is not saying that. You yeah. know? It's saying you should be worried about what shoes you put on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> like, do these look right? Yeah. I got the wrong side. These, these <laughs> socks don't feel right. Today's going to be terrible. Right. <laughs> I got the wrong socks on. These are, I don't even like these socks. Why? I need to throw these socks away. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're missing. Yeah. Right. Because I you're got like, you. you know, we're fragile people. We're fragile. Yeah. We're fragile. Oh, man. That's the truth. I think there's this thing that happens maybe with church people or anybody else where the cynicism robs us of seeing God, I think. Do you see that in your tell, life? Yeah, I've seen that tell, in my me life. Mount, tell me more. I think that when you go, is that, I don't know, I'm tired. That person is out of bounds. This is ridiculous. <laughs> or or just that that internal eye roll about things that you see in church or things that you see in the world. Yeah. I think every time I do that, I am choosing that over seeing God move That's in great. my life. And goodness gracious, though, like culturally, just all of us right now, is everything is so polarized, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... To be able to write somebody off because of a difference or what they said, like what they said right. again to go back, like they ain't mad about the toothbrush. That ain't the pain. That's the problem. Uh-uh. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah right. it. Where the pain is is not where the problem is. Yeah, but, and so yeah, find that takes a lot of work and a lot of effort to get to the bottom of why why we disagree. You know, and because there's so much more in common and separates us. And and but she we talk about cynicism. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's tough scary, to be. Right? It's just tough to be on social. That's why my social media feed is the worst looking thing out there. <laughs> I mean, for a while, I think you only followed our buddy John Christ, and like that was the only person you followed <laughs> on Twitter or something. And like you just barely do nothing. I'm it's like, the best. It's you terrible. do you like do puns on Twitter? I'm like, you like jokes. What happened to all the pictures of sunsets and our food? Uh, right. <laughs> Remember that? That's Remember. what we did. We took pictures of our food. That's right. Now it's like. Man, it's tough out. It's hard right. out there. I agree. Somebody with you. yelling at somebody about this or that. I'm like, man, I miss our food. Yeah, I, <laughs> I miss, miss seeing your, food your brunch. Pictures. Yeah. Just show me your brunch. <laughs> I gotta unfriend you. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm yeah. hungry. This is you ain't me. providing. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh-uh. out. Uh-uh. <laughs> this new album being the Holy Spirit one. Yeah. How's it different than the other two then for you? Uh, well, for me, it was like a totally. I, I made it. Uh, to get a little bit nerdy musical Come stuff. On, do it. it was totally different writing approach. Uh, so 
usually when you're writing with people, you're sitting in a room with a guitar or a piano and you're trying to find a melody or, or I have got this idea about such and such uh-huh. or uh, what if we wrote a song about this or that or I've got this lyric popped in my head. And, but uh, you're sitting with a guitar or something like So as I've gotten into the ATL, yes. that hip hop thing, yeah. I just, I mean, my, my proximity to a different culture. I mean, I, I'm coming from East Texas. Right. Tiny town. Right. Waco, Texas, college scene town, and then I get to Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And most yeah. of the time, I'm like the only white dude in the room kind of right. deal. You know, I'm like, this is, and so, I mean, when I got done with Neon Steeple, because again, it was like EDM, like electronic dance music meets banjo music, uh-huh. which, and so I, I, by the time I'm getting into American Prodigal, I'm like, man, my music sounds so white. Right. Like, what is wrong okay. here? And as well, exploring the roots of where all this stuff is coming and seeing that they're like jazz and bluegrass are kind of coming from the same idea of musicians. You know, some, they're super simple, but at the same time, improvisational and yeah. people trading really difficult things to play really cool or fast. And there's just like a, they're just barely apart. So yeah. much of gospel and like black gospel, Southern gospel, same DNA. And right. I was reading a lot of slave spirituals because I'm right there by, you know, Old Fourth right. War, Ebenezer Church. So I'm trying to educate myself on the journey of the black church and where all this good stuff that I love is coming from. Yeah. And, and um, of course, I'm near Trap and Gucci Mane right down right, the street right, too. Right, right, for real. Migos is blowing up. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, I, just my taste and, and what I'm getting excited about in music is, was was fluid and changing. Yeah. And and so I was like, well, how do, so how do these records get made? I'm like, because the technical pragmatic side is yeah. like, okay, I, but I, I want to make this. Because you know, when you hear something that inspires you and you get excited about, like, like, you know, you read some new writer and you're like, Gosh, this makes me blow apart inside. I I that need is, to I figure out how this habit, ticks. Dude, you know, it's I'm like, telling you, take yeah. it. I need to take it apart and figure out how it works. Yes. And so I just hit up track guys that yeah. make hip hop tracks. Yeah, and because that's what happens, they'll they'll have a track guy comes up with a, a you know like a chorus, uh, like a verse, a chorus kind of feel, mm-hmm. like a kind of gives the color and flavor and attitude of the song. And so yeah. they'll play a bunch of tracks for some guy that's going to be in, in the vocal booth if something hits them. And so then all of a sudden you see him nodding along and then bam, all the, the air changes because they're like, yes, roll it, roll uh, it. And then they're okay. behind the microphone and then there's a song made. So I'm like, oh, wow. how is freaking Drake putting out, you know, 91 tracks a year? Like, what? Right. how do you do that? And so I, I, I hit up a bunch of track guys and and they would send me like a Dropbox folder link and there would be 12 tracks and I would just click through them and then all of a sudden something would click and I it would just like write itself. Wow. And I have more fun because I had never made anything that way before. It feels like it. It feels like you, when you talk about it, it feels like you had fun. It was a yeah. blast. Yeah. The most fun ever I've had making music. So that's, and that's why it's so long. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is. The label's so many like, songs, I love it. Hey man, for real, like you've done enough. Why don't we, <laughs> Really? Another one? Okay. Sweet. We'll put that on there too then, I guess. All right. It's such a good (laughs) album though. I love it. I I, I couldn't be happier with how it turned out. This this is such a, um, it's a fun journey. It's tough for me to even sit down and listen to somebody's stuff, you know, from A to Z, Mm -hmm. but I love just the journey of the record and how it's so eclectic and and it's, it, it, on paper looks crazy, but it, I, I love how it came out. Yeah. And, and it was amazing to see these track guys in a room with like Ed Cash. Right. It's like, <laughs> and Ed's like, I love Ed Cash. Ed's like, what? what? Yeah, I bet. I bet. What am I supposed to do? 
<laughs> no, he was he's amazing. Uh, my wife has the best saying about him because he's a one of a kind. Yeah. And she calls him a prism. It, yeah. He's a prism. It doesn't matter. Whatever light in the room, he'll split it apart so you can see all of its complexity oh. and, and the brilliance of it. And okay, that's Tommy. it. I mean, Can right? I see you. That's a good line. Absolutely. And it's perfectly fitting because, you know, he'll so make him. he'll make a, you know, Chris Tomlin record and a Need to Breathe record. Yes. And, and he's working on one at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's Chris Tomlin. Sure enough, when Ed's with Chris, it sounds like what I think Chris sounds like. Yeah. And then, with these, the need to breathe guys, I'm like, gum, they I did know. it again. You know, it's like this. It's speaking of gifts to the church. He's yeah, an amazing. I agree. People gift don't. To the he's one of the behind the scenes guys. People don't know that yeah. what that is impacting everything. He's incredible. Okay, Crowder, thanks for being on the show. This was amazing. You're just the best. We're, no, this was a blast. It well, really thank was. You. I, I hope mean, so. I really, yeah. I get nervous when I talk out loud because you know. The mouth works quicker than the head. Oh, all the so time. Same, like, same. What is you just saying? <laughs> that was so not good, bro. You no, I think you, you did great. That. You can't say that. We'll let you know. Okay. Um, okay, so the last it. question we always ask, and yeah. I cannot wait to fun. hear your answer. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, what sounds fun to you? All right, here's what sounds fun. This sounds like a great time. Okay, first, it's, it's, well, it's definitely illegal. Oh, good. Right. Oh, good. You're the first. Yeah, so, maybe the first time that's happened in 170 something shows. <laughs> there, I think we could get both of them done at the same time. Okay, so, okay. Uh, we Let's just got back from Australia. Yes. Okay. First of all, I want to steal a, a animal. A koala or a kangaroo? Nope. It's called a quokka. I've never even heard of this. Um, see, this is why we have to bring it back because nobody knows <laughs> about the quokka. Yeah. It's only on this one island. It's called Rottnest Island. And okay. It, and the guy that landed there, I, it meant to call it Ratnest Island because these, these things are like little marsupial rodent things. Oh, my gosh. But they smile. They're fearless. They smile? Because they smile. Every t they love the camera. <laughs> and they pose, and they cannot get enough of themselves getting their photo taken, and they smile. It's like an island of selfie It's like people. a little yeah. selfie. Yeah, Quokka is like yeah. a selfie-obsessed little rodent. And oh, what a dream. They, they're on this island, and they you have did, no— You did a signal indicating to me they're like 18 inches tall? Totally. And they're That's the cutest terrifying. Thing. An 18-inch smiling rat? He thought it was out. a rat. I'm out. Yeah. No, it's I'm like out. a it's like a kangaroo rat. No. <laughs> You're not helping. That doesn't. It's, that's not walking me towards. So, but you need to see this, and I need to steal one because yeah. that sounds fun. That doesn't to bring fun. it back over here. If I, if I was like, hey, you're the only you know, guy who has you know what I think you like, and all of a sudden I pull out a quokka and yeah. set him on that table, like, hey, take his picture, see what happens, and <laughs> then it starts smiling. You're like, what? how do you spell quokka so we can all go look at yeah. them online? Q U no Q U O K K A. Okay. Q U this is totally not right. Q U O K K A. It is now. Q -U -O -K -K -A. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. Quokka. But look it, look it up. I, I mean, mean here's the beautiful thing about Google is we do Quokka that, man. and we're gonna get close. Google's yeah. gonna know. They're gonna be like, she's not that smart. That's not even. I that. know what she means. You spell it with a J. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no they're such like, thing. Annie. Yeah, we can uh, fix her. We can fix her. Well, see, they're they're totally like you know import export laws that we're gonna be breaking to do sure. that. Okay, so they, that's the they first love their stuff. law we're gonna break. Well, that's what I'm saying. But then I think we could fix that part too with part B of this. Okay. If, to steal the quokka, we're gonna have to break the import export deal on the animal and like the because I like, could go into Australia they're like. I'm super crazy about dirt. Like, are you bringing yes. any? Did have you? I That's mean, it's hard. It's super strict. It's like, have you gazed at livestock in the past <laughs> five years? It's like, no. I mean, how many people lie on that question? Those Dude, kind of questions. I mean, it's insane. So, but here's the weird part to me. I'm like, hey, I, I get it. You're an island, and you it's don't want to like, pervert right? your. They don't deal. want any snakes. No, they have the crazy. That's my point. They have like the scariest animals on and plants on the on the planet. Uh -huh. I think they need some foreign dirt. <laughs> so, <laughs> calm them down, man. Hey, I take care of the spider that's the size of a table. Yeah. Like, 
Let's go ahead and knock that out while I'm t- I'm taking your quokka. I'm going to bring you some dirt, take a quokka, and we'll go ahead and cut down on the poison snakes you got yeah, over here that can yeah. eat people. Like, yeah, let's, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. So anyway, I think we can So do, we're going to break some laws in Australia. That sounds fun. That does sound fun. <laughs> With you, it sounds fun. I mean, you're convincing me. Let, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's Johnny Depp, man. You yeah, know? okay, we'll do it. We'll Remember take that? a quokka. Yeah, look that yeah. up on the internet. Johnny <laughs> Depp. Johnny Depp, fun with animals in Australia. I love Johnny Depp, by the way. Well, he he got in trouble for bringing his dog over one time. And so, oh, it's so serious. It's he's serious. A, he's a pirate. We're going to get in trouble. For his life. Doing this is, of course. No, is not going to be that fun, but it sounds fun. <laughs> it sounds fun. <laughs> oh, you're the best. You are welcome back here anytime. You just, uh, anytime you want to come back and talk about something. All right. Next time, can we talk See about vinyl tomorrow. records? Because oh, man. I just got a record player, but we're out of time. But I've got it. I just got a record. We're going to send you a record then because it's a double record. It's double LP because it's a long record, yeah. as I mentioned. Yeah. That's the only thing about records. You got to turn them over. One of, them's, trade them out. one of them's white vinyl. Okay. One's black with a white little, you know, sticker. We can just in the buy middle. them on the website, right? No, nah, I'm going to get you one. Okay. I know oh, people. That's kind of you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know the guy. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. actually, our, our, our stock's right down the street. So <laughs> okay. I'll send somebody I'll over. Just, yeah, we'll just send a person. Yeah. Um, that's great. Well, okay. Thank so next you. time we'll talk about that. Okay. Well, well thank thanks you for, for being on the show. Absolutely. My pleasure. Honor. So, well, We're friends. That's right. I liked him before. I love him now. I just cannot tell you. We all the hit stop on recorded and just smiled from ear to ear. What a great time getting to chat with David Crowder. I'm so thankful he made time in his like one day in Nashville to sit down with me. So thanks, Crowder. You're stuck with me forever now, man. We're friends. We're friends. We're friends. Um, if you guys haven't gotten the album yet, make sure you grab it. It's called I Know a Ghost. It is really, really good. And, oh, my gosh. How about that Father, Son, Holy Spirit thing? Holy cow. He's brilliant. I told y'all. I told y'all. Hey, if you get a chance, make sure you give him a follow on Instagram, Twitter. Tell him thanks for being a part of the show. And if you have friends like I have friends who love David Crowder, make sure you share the show with them so they can hear some of the story and get to know him a little bit better. And if there's anything I can do for you, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs all across the internet, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to find me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's about it for today, friends. I hope you have a great week. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And we'll see you back here on Thursday with Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Happy Monday, people. You got this.